Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzhak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachat Eruvin Dafpei Hei Amud Bet. About to begin our study of the fourth Mishnah of the eighth parakanotenetayruvobavetsharachsadrauumirpeset And as promised at the beginning of the parak, we're going to be dealing with the definition of residence. So if you put an Eruv in a gatehouse or a portico or a balcony, then that's not called an Eruv. And Hadar Shamino Seralav. And in conjunction with that, or as follows from that, anybody who resides there is not considered a resident, and therefore they do not prohibit caring upon the rest of the people in the Chatzar. However, Beta Tevin, Beta Bakar, Beta Itzima, Beta Utsarot, which are storehouses of sorts, including a barn, then Hareza Eruv, we put an Eruv there, then it is valid. Valdar <coughs> If somebody lives there, then they do us. Then they do prohibit. If the owner has uh, automatic access there and come in wherever he wants, then you're not oser. You're not really considered a resident under those conditions. Okay, I'm reviewed a Oser. So he presents what's essentially a rule, the rule of Mishnah. Any time that they said that there's a place that you live in does not reckon you as a resident, and you don't prohibit the rest of the people there, if you put an Eruv there, it's not an Eruv. Except, if you have a gate that opens for only one house, that is a place that you could put an Eruv, but if somebody lives there, it doesn't count. That's the exception. And now flip. Anywhere where they said you can't put an Eruv, you could still put Shituf Mavuot, Except for in the airspace of the Mavui itself. So my Kamashvan, what's that teaching? So it implies it's not a valid Eru, but it is a valid Shituf. And the answer is that we needed the, the statement of, of Rav Yudah, Brader of Shuman Bashilat, to teach us the two exceptions. The exception to the Eruv Oser equation, which is an individual's uh, gatehouse, uh, or the gatehouse of a, of a single house, gatehouse of a single house, and the uh, the exception to the Shituf, which is Avir Mavui. To vote nine, and that's not in the Mishnah. That's where he had to teach it. Eruv. Now, an Eruv and a Mavui that makes any sense. But not in Zeruv, so Ein Maharezze Shituf, meaning Shituf, you could have there. Shituf Mavui lo minto. Wait a second, the Shituf out in the Mavui isn't guarded. Mavui is public. So Ein Bachatzer Shiba Mavui, not Bachatzer U Mavui, Bachatzer of a Mavui. Okay, so we see that Shituf could be almost anywhere. Have you ever Shmuel? So let's say people are sitting and eating Friday afternoon. It becomes Shabbat. Famous case of Poris Mapa. The bread on their table <coughs> becomes their eruv. That if they're all the whole, all the whole chazer is eating together, that's their eruv. Some people say it's shituf. Really, they're not disagreeing. If they're eating in a house, then that's shel chazer. If they're eating on a chazer, then it becomes a shituf. I've got a bright to support you. Right, that's the official brighta. Which doesn't make any sense. Vavilin by Ruve Chatzer Pachatzer, but not on ten Eruvob Bevet Charch Sadrim Pesin or Eruv. But Eruv has to be in a house, as we saw in our Mishnah. So therefore, it can't be Eruv Chatzer Pachatzer. Rather, and Eruv Chatzerot Bevet Bayit Shabachatzer has to be in a house in the Chatzer. And she didn't vote Bachatzer Shemavui has to be in the Chatzer of Mavui and not out in the Mavui itself. 
Okay, the end of the Mishnah was over. You don't marry Mishnah, it's Fisat Yad. If the Balabite has access, then you're not called a rent, a, a resident. What does that mean? This guy named Bunyas, very wealthy, who, um, he had a chatzor with a lot of houses. He rented them out, but he always had lots of things there, and he would always come and take them and return them and everything else. Ben Bunyas, after the coming to Rebbe, now we have a story that Bunyas' son, who was very wealthy, came to Rebbe. Rebbe said, make room for this guy who's worth, uh, you know, all this money. After Inishachrin, another guy said, Amaluhu and Rebbe said, Make, move him out of the way for this guy who is richer, but as we're going to see, actually gives more tzedakah. who a younger colleague of Rebbe said, This Bunyas, who you pushed away, his son, his father, the, the Bunyas, has a thousand ships at sea and a thousand cities that he owns. When you get to his father, tell him, don't send your son wearing those kind of clothes to me. Now we hear the story. Rebbe would honor the rich. Rebbe Kiva Machabed Ashrim. Rebbe Kiva would also. What does that mean? When does the world sit right in front of God? When people give... Um, a chesed. So in other words, somebody who uses their wealth properly, that's somebody who we can say, we can honor. Now this goes back to the Balabai having access, and he said that if you have that big plug of a plow, if you remember in the mission of the 17th parak of Shabbat, we said that's one of the things that's muktza machmar chisar and kis, and everybody agrees that it's muktza. That's something that's sitting in the property, um, then, uh, then that really establishes you as being, having Tfisat Yad, because you go in there and, you know, it's, to access it. He said only something that can be moved on Shabbat is Oser, which means if the Balabite can come in and take something which he can move on Shabbat, then you could access it on Shabbat, and therefore you're not a resident. But if it's something that can't be moved, then it's, it's an oser. So if he has things in there that cannot be moved on Shabbat, um, um, then uh, actually move it around a little bit. If he has something which is able to be taken on Shabbat, that's not called Tfisat Yad. And therefore you are a resident and you're oser. Right? Because the resident could take it and pick it up and throw it outside. But if, on the other hand, it's something that can't be moved on Shabbat, then the Balabite really does have to come in to use it. And therefore, um, you are not considered a resident. And so therefore, if you have Tevel, you have a lantern, you have anything that can't be moved on Shabbat, then a no oser, because you're really not a resident, if the Balabite has to be Yad. Okay, next Mishnah. So you went, went away for Shabbat. Whether a Jew or a Goy in the Chatzar, Hareza Oser. In other words, the fact that you're a resident there is Oser, present or not. Diver Meir. Meir ain't Oser. Behuda says, absolutely not. You're gone, you're gone. Behuda Meir, Goy Oser Yisrael in Oser. He says, a Goy does, but a Jew doesn't. Why? Shein Derech Yisrael over Shabbat. There's no reason to think the Jew's going to come back on Shabbat because he's already gone away. The Goy may show up on Shabbat. So, in other words, a, according to Rabbi Yossi, a resident is not considered a resident if we know that he's absent for all of Shabbat. But if he leaves on Friday, may come back Friday night or Shabbat morning, then he's a resident. Rabbi Shimon has the most liberal position. Even if the Jew went to his daughter in the same city, 
He's already put going home out of his mind. Which means, by the way, that even if he would change his mind in the middle of Shabbat and come home, uh, which I would see is not likely given this scenario, then um, then doesn't matter, because when he left, he was really putting out of his mind. So, But it's only if he goes to his daughter. But no, no, but not if he goes to his son, because his son is married. The Amri Inshi Navach ben Kalba Ol, Navach ben Guryata Fuk, which essentially means Navach Bach Kalba. If a dog barks at you, go on in. But if the cub barks at you, the female dog, then get out. Meaning that if you go in to visit your daughter and her husband gives you some trouble, a big deal. But if you go to visit your son and his wife, your daughter gives you trouble, get out of there. So if he visits his son, he may get in a fight with his daughter-in-law and leave. Okay. So now you have a a pit, a cistern, between two chatserot, they cannot fill from there on Shabbat. They have to make a mechitzah above it, or ten tvachim high, whether it's in the middle, inside, so it divides it, and I might have in your half, or on top by the lip. We'll see what that means, milamata. He says it's actually machloka b'chum hello, whether machitz has to be down or up. He says, why, why do we need a machitz at all? After all, we've got a wall between the chatzerot. That's the better machitz. Okay, Amar Vuna lamata means lamata mamash. Ravuna says when you say lamata, you really mean down at the bottom of the pit. Lamala means lamala mamash. bor, all of them in the bore, either it's the top ten tvachim of the bore or the bottom ten. Yudamar, lamata means no. Lamata mina maim, it means below the water level. Lamala means lamala mina maim, above the water level. When Rav Yehuda said lamata just means below water level, maisha lamata mamashtalo, he says it's not all the way down to the bottom. Why? They are maya, because the waters mix above the machitza then. That's why it doesn't like Ravuna. So lamata mina maim nami, so also if you put it below, harivimaya, the waters mix, and it's either way that you don't put a full machitza all the way down, they mix. We have a statement of Rav, and some people say it, even Rabbi said it. That the sticks have to, the boards have to stick up one tefach from the water, which means that if you do put it at the bottom, it's going to come all the way up and really divide the water. Why did he say it's really not above? But it just means above the water level, meaning it can't be inside, it has to be above. If you have it above the water, that's certainly mixing. That the sticks have to go into the water, even according to Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda, who said that a korah that's four wide is matir in a churva, an empty house, it's matir over water, so the pail can go to the other side, meaning it's nothing stopping the water from flowing around. A pail won't move more than four tvachim away. So But underneath the board, that's the problem. The waters are mixing. How does the board help? The answer to this whole thing is that Chachamim had a kula with mechitzot over water. We saw that several times already. We've had this question asked several times. Rav Tavla asked Rav, a hanging mechitza, will it work over water? In a churva, sorry. And his answer was, The only time that it works is over water. It's a special kula that Chachamim had over water. Okay, now in the Breitah, 
The wall between them is even better. He was following Rabbi Yossi. has a shita. For instance, in Sukkah, he says, if you have a wall that's ten tefachim high, way up in the air, we shoot it all the way down, we call it Gurachit Mechitzta, and it works. So therefore, Rabbi Yudah says, the wall over the board is considered to go all the way down to the bottom. Better than Mechitzta. Did not. This is a Mishnah and Sukkah at the end of the first paragraph, near the end. If there are three Tvachim of the ground, but if you go from the bottom up, so if you build a wall from the bottom up and it's ten Tvachim high, it doesn't matter how high the Schach is, you're good to go. But if you build it from down, up down, if it doesn't reach within three Tvachim of the ground, it's no good. That's Tanakama. Just like if you build it up, ten tefachim is enough. Similarly, you can have it go from the schach down ten and have a big gaping space until the bottom, and that's okay. So it sounds like Rabbi Yehuda follows that approach of Rabbi Yossi about sukkah. Velohi, and the answer is not necessarily. They don't have to be in agreement in either direction. Does not accept he only allows for this an Erev Chatzeret that's all Durabanan. Sukkah Doraita Lo, but Sukkah is a mitzvah Doraita. He wouldn't allow a Mechitzatuya for Sukkah Doraita. And let's see how this works. Sukkah, even though it's Doraita, is Sachakol and Asay. And if you don't have a proper Sukkah and you're eating, it's an Isur Asay, to live outside of the Sukkah. But Shabbat, even though this is Durabonin, it's in the context of Shabbat, which is a much more severe Isur, Lomar, he wouldn't allow Mechitzatuya. We have a story that happened in Sipori, which we automatically assume was based on Rabbi Yossi, who was the rabbi in Sipori, and on his Psach. The answer is, Rabbi Yossi had already passed away, and his son had taken over, and his son happened to agree with Rabbi Yudah. Let's see. What's the story? He told us the story in Pumadita. One time in the Shul in Sipori, they forgot to bring the Sefer Torah on Friday. They had uh, uh, pillars on the road. They put a sheet over the pillars to make a makeshift machitza, and they carried the Sefer Torah in Karubo. Parsu? Who says you're allowed to put sheets on, on pillars and create a tent? We said everybody agrees you cannot set up an oil. The right? question is, can you add to an oil? That's the thing with the plug in the window. What happened is that things were already, the sheets were already up there, so you already had a tent. And they brought a Sefer Torah, even though the sheets did not reach all the way to the ground, which means we were allowing a Mechitza over dry land. Sounds like Rabbi Yehuda. That sounds like Rabbi Yossi agreed. The answer is it wasn't Rabbi Yossi. It was Rabbi Yossi's son, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi, who agreed with Rabbi Yehuda about this. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Chanan, Yaman Akav, Yamud So Rabbi takes a page out of Abayah's playbook and aligns Rabbi Yehuda and his opinion here with Rabbi Chanan, Yaman What's that? Yehuda Hadamran, the thing that we said about Mechitz Atliya, Rabbi Chanan, Yaman Akavya, the time you have a bright, Rabbi Chanan, Gzuz Trashi Yeshba Arba Amot, if you have a balcony that's four amot square, and it's above water, as you'll see, you can make a hole that's four by four tfachim. It should be arba al arba'a. And you can go down and raise water up. 
says maybe they don't agree. Again, like we had before. Where does Rabbi Yehuda allow the hanging mechitza? Because we say gud achit, the mechitza is considered once it's ten to go all the way down to the ground. Avakof v'god. What's happening here is you got this thing. It's four by four, four amot by four amot. If you dig a hole, it's four tvachim, uh, four tvachim square. Then what you have is um, is the six tvachim uh, from the, the from from that represent one ama on each side. Added to the four tefachim of the thing, make ten tefachim, and that's called kofigod because you're sort of having a, a wall that you're imagining, and it's twisting in two directions, and you're adding it together to ten. Rabbi Yudah wouldn't go that far. Rabbi only said it about the kineret. It's got houses around, and it's got uh, it's got all sorts of natural mechitzot that are built. So really, it's not a problem to draw water, anyways. But in other uh, and other seas, he wouldn't allow it, so he certainly wouldn't allow it on land. But Chanim Rekavi has an interesting thing. If the Gzustra was within three Tfachim of the Kotel, or the hole was, the, the balcony only has to be four amot long, but it only has to be eleven uh, and something Tfachim wide, which means less than two amot. Uh, because you're only going to have to use one side to imagine the other side. You got the wall there, which is the three tefachim. Haitaz zekufa. If it was straight up, it has to be ten tefachim high. It has to be six tefachim and two mashuhus in order to create this kofigod. Let's say it was in the corner. You need two tefachim wide, plus a, a smidgen on each side, because you need to add a tefach on each side, tefach and something on each side. He said, if you have a exustra that's four by four, you make the hole that's, that's four tefachim square. So what's the answer? What I described is you make it sort of like a like a shaft. So you cut this thing out, and the Parts that you cut out now go down, kind of like opening up a box, and it shoots down, and you've got uh, essentially um, uh, four tefachim going down, plus the amad that you've got on each side, and together that makes your imaginary uh, wall of ten tefachim, which then uh, which then allows you uh, to uh, to fill the water. Okay, we'll pick it up with more issues of uh, filling water from an, uh, an amma underneath a house, uh, running under the houses. Uh, in the next podcasting time, we should have a wonderful day.